Welcome to Aki Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Fork's Best Source. I'm Mickey Ichabod, and tonight we're going to be talking about the classic slasher film, Jason Goes to Hell. So, hold on to your drool cups and get your barf bags ready, because we're about ready to go to the movies! Which is what we do on this show, is movies. So, <laughs> You're going to go to the lobby and get some snacks, right? Yeah, let's all go down to the snack bar. All right, but first we have to make a shout-out to our friends at River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner in a movie destination in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia-packed restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are The Boys in, in the Beat, um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Wonka, and Godzilla Minus One. Uh, complete showtimes online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about Tuesday $5 movie special all day long and the $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanding concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family owned and operated. You know, the wizard, the, the wizard probably really wants his stroganoff. We got to go there and get our stroganoff while we watch a movie. That's his must-have dish, his recommendation. Either that or, or he's going to do like Chucky and want uh, Swedish meatballs. What's Jason's uh, go-to? What would you think Jason's uh, go-to dish is? Lamb chops. Lamb chops. So. It has the word chop in it, and he does plenty of chopping in the movies. And it's best served with a chainsaw, heaping side of chainsaw, right? Uh, I don't think... I think he used like a weed whacker in one movie. I never, I've never seen him use a chainsaw. He used a weed, like this big weed whacker. And I think you're thinking of Leatherface, who was played by Gunnar Hansen. Oh, I believe the guy who played Jason in this was, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Kane Hodder. Yeah, Kane Hodder played Jason the the most amount of times out of any of the actors that played Jason. He said Kane Hodder said that uh, it was kind of hard. It, it, Jason's kind of a hard character to play because you don't see his face, so you, and he doesn't talk, so you you eliminate those two things. But it's just you know, like I, I heard in an interview, you know, he like walked different or something like that to to kind of bring out the character. So, so Jason goes to hell. Which movie is this? How many movies nine. is this into the Jason? I think it's number nine. Nine. Nineteen ninety three, right? I believe, uh, let me look, uh, 1993 is correct. Um, 
Yeah, after this one came the less popular Jason X, which was Jason in Space, which they've done almost everything in space now. They've done Hellraiser in Space. They've done Leprechaun in Space. I don't see why they're making all these space movies. And then they, they, do, they do Jason X, but then after that they rewind for Jason versus Freddy. It's like, I thought Jason was in space last time. Now he's with Freddy in the present day. It's like, is, there, is it like the Marvel Universe or something like that where there's like just alternate timelines? I don't well, understand. Well, Aki, I was going to ask you, I know you keep up with a lot of books that kind of chronicle a lot of slasher films and their lore. Uh, is Jason Goes to Hell, is that kind of officially considered canon among the Jason films? It is. It is. I think the only one that's not considered canon in the Jason films is the remake, the Paramount remake. Uh, Paramount made uh, all the original, a lot of the original Jasons, but then New Line Cinema uh, got um, ownership of the series. So that's how they can have Jason versus Freddy because New Line Cinema owned both Jason and Freddy at that time. Was this the this was the first New Line Jason film, correct? I believe so. So what what makes it what makes Jason Goes to Hell stand out being a New Line production compared to the previous ones? Uh, I just like it. I like the story. Um, I'll start talking about that now. I, I sorry, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent there. Um, basically, Jason's been terrorizing Crystal Lake for all these years, and they kind of set a trap for him, and they blow him up. They, like, shoot him, like, there's, like, 40 40 guys with, like, machine guns and bazookas and grenades, and they blow him up. And his his corpse is brought into into, uh, a a morgue or mortuary, and the heart, his heart is still beating, it's kind of weird. And uh, so anyways, it, it entices the uh, mortician to eat it. As you can tell, you know, as I said, Jason gets blown up. So this movie is about Jason possessing people because he's supposedly just an evil spirit. You know, they, they say Jason Voorhees was never a man in this movie. They say he was just always an evil spirit and always has been. It's kind of like Freddy in uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. He's an evil spirit. Except for in this movie, you know, when it goes through the, the credits, it doesn't say Freddy Krueger as himself. Or it doesn't say Jason as himself. Because they did that in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, even though Robert England played Freddy in the, in the, in the, uh, the, the credits that said Freddy Krueger as himself. Yeah, Freddie has like a interesting side, or the actor that played him aside also did a security guard in this film too. Really? Yeah, I was I was looking. He's because uh, uh, Ken Hodder's credited as Jason, Freddie, and an FBI guard in this film. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's we'll get to that Freddie part in a little bit here, but yeah, he's going around possessing people, and he, they find out there's a bounty hunter after him, and he goes, "Oh, that was too easy, you know. Jason's not going to die like that." So Jason goes back to Crystal Lake possessing people, trying to be reborn through his sister, because apparently Jason had a sister. I don't know if that's considered canon or not, but he had a sister, and he can through a Voorhees, he can only be reborn. So and it's a it's about he she she he possesses a bunch of people. Um 
But the the real part of the story is when Jason's sister's daughter comes back to Crystal Lake because Jason her her, her mother was murdered by someone, and then they th- they put her in the basement of the old Voorhees house. Bad move, man. Bad move. We'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah, um, the guy who played the bounty hunter, I forget his name. Um, Creighton Duke, does that sound familiar? Robert Campbell, and we got cast member names. I think it was Creighton Duke. Stephen Freeman. Stephen uh, Williams played Creighton Duke. Yeah, I think I think Craven Duke was the bounty hunter. He did a really good job in this movie. Uh you know what it, what this movie really reminded me of though? We did it a few like uh, about 5 or 6 months ago on the show. Was a movie called Terrifier 2. That's the evil clown one, right? Yeah, Art the Clown. This kind of reminds me of that. Or that kind of reminds me of this because this came first. What do you say, wizard? I like it. You know something? Jason's good in my book. You know, I, I, I think I think I think we're you know when we're talking about the wizard's favorite horror movie villains. You know who his number one favorite villain is still? For the Wizard of Weird? Yes. Is it a recent one? More old school? What is the Wizard of Weird? Is a wizard. So it's a wizard-based oh. villain. Wizard of Oz? No, no. Uh, what is the wizard though? He's he's. Oh, a puppet. Yes, he's yes. a puppet. Oh, Puppet Master. Yes, Puppet okay. Master is his favorite movie. Oh god. Puppet Master is one of my favorite movies too. There's a bunch of those, right? There's like twelve or thirteen, maybe even sixteen. I have no clue. I've lost count. I think you've covered a couple, one or two of them on your past shows, right? Yes, and that's another Charles Band film, which I hope to do more Charles Band in the future because I really love Charles Band films. So, who, who directed this? Uh, I saw the director is Adam Marcus, and I've never heard of his his stuff. I, I kind of jotted down a few movies he directed. He's he's done more writing and producing over the years. I saw he's directed uh, some other films over the years: Secret Santa, Conspiracy, Never heard of it. Let It Snow, Never heard of any of those. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I did see, they, for the producer of this film, uh, they did bring back the original director to produce for... Sean Cunningham? Yep, Cunningham. Yeah, he's Cunningham, a, yeah. He was the, he was the original, original either director or... I, him, I think, I think I'm, I'm probably thinking of the right thing, but there, it was uh, Sean Cunningham and uh, Fred, Fred Mancini or something like that who did the original Friday the 13th. Yeah, I saw Cunningham directed, and they brought him back here for a producer. He didn't direct it, but they wanted to lend his insight. But I saw the subtitle for this is The Final Friday, and isn't this the second time around by this point in 93 where they're calling this the final Jason film? Probably. I think the Tommy Jarvis films, the the Tommy Jarvis story films from Friday the 13th, were supposed to be the last, but then they came out with the new blood uh, so, with the telekinetic girl, uh, they called it basically Jason versus Carrie. <laughs> Did this seem like it gave a good sense of closure? Because it was like you alluded to it earlier in the show. This was the final Jason movie for almost a decade. Yeah, yeah, you know, and 
Then you had the you had Jason versus Freddy, which was it was okay. It was kind of a flop, though. I didn't really care for Jason versus Freddy. Um, they could have done so much better with that. Um, Not a fan of the wink. What? Freddy's wink at. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the wink. <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh. You can't, you know, Freddy doesn't live in the real universe. He lives in the metaphysical universe. Yeah, I guess Jason lives in the real world, so it's kind of weird, you know. Jason doesn't sleep because he's dead. You know, speaking so. of Freddy, you said you wanted to bring him up again for this movie. Yes, yes. At the end, when uh, uh, um, the Voorhees' daughter, Mrs. Or the Voorhees' daughter, um, she she's fighting Jason with the. They had to use this special dagger, and they have to put it through his heart because the the uh, the bounty hunter brought the dagger because that's the only way you can kill Jason. All right, so it's reminiscent of the scene from Terrifier Two when she's fighting Art the Clown with the with the sword, because in that mo- in that in Terrifier Two. Um, the only way you can kill art is with this sword. It was predestined from things that had happened in the past that this was going to happen. Uh, but she stabs him in the heart, and um, one second here, all the soul, all the spirits just start coming out of him. Like his soul just starts coming out of him, and then he blows up again. So there's two blowing up Jasons in this movie. Now, is but, it, oh, go ahead. Then his mask falls on the ground, and basically um, all these rock monsters start pulling it under, pulling Jason under, and all that's left is his mask. And then at the end of the movie, they show a close-up of the mask, and all of a sudden, Freddy's glove comes up and rips the mask down to hell. And you hear Freddy's laugh. And then it's the end of the movie. How did you like that for an Easter egg at the end? Were you expecting it at that time? I can only imagine. It must have been pretty mind-blowing well, to see that kind of crossover. Well, they've been talking about Jason versus Freddy for the longest time. Uh, even back, I think, in the 90s they were talking about it. They, they always wanted to do it. Kind of like a long, long uh, fantasy of fans for slasher films? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If you make Jason versus Freddy, you got to make Michael versus Ghostface and... Uh, Chucky versus Pinhead and all this stuff. There's a plethora of ideas out there that you can use. It's like, as you said, you know, they're, they're, they're making Beetlejuice 2 now, and it's been like 30 years since that movie came out. Now, what, what did you make of this? Would you say this uh, Jason film has the most supernatural elements of all the Jason movies it by does, far? It does, it uh, does. You know, in, in, in like the later, the first two Jason films, Jason was alive. Uh, the, 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 the remaining films, he was dead. It was kind of supernatural, but it wasn't supernatural because he was just a corpse walking around. If, if you're going to call that supernatural, you're going to have to call Night of the Living Dead supernatural, which it's not. Uh, I was going to ask you, now that you're on the topic of you know bringing up other franchises with Freddy, you know, uh, what did you think of, they kind of have a cameo from another uh, slasher or spooky franchise in this film, the Evil Dead's Necronomicon. Uh, Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I always butcher that. Uh, uh, what, that makes an appearance in this film. Yeah, I forgot about that, actually. That's kind of cool. I really enjoyed that. It's in the Voorhees' house. 
Um, I actually, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, the Necronomicon is a real book. It's the testimony of the mad Arab. And I actually got, uh, I, I was trying to buy a copy for the longest time. And it was like 130 bucks for a copy. And I found it at this discount bookstore for like five bucks. So it's, it's basically based on the uh, uh, Lovecraftian mythos. So, yeah, like, I, I like that part from uh, Evil Dead, or uh, Army of Darkness, actually. Niktu, Klaatu, Achu. Did you say the words properly? I think I did. So, so any f- other final notes about Friday the 13th before you go into weird stats at all? Just overall thoughts? Uh, no, actually, I think I've talked about everything I want to talk about. How would you rank it in the, the chronology of Jason Films? Upper tier, middle tier, bottom tier? Upper tier, definitely. Some of the, uh, like the Tommy Jarvis ones got a little old after repeat watchings. And then uh, Carrie versus Jason was kind of weird. I'm just calling it Carrie versus Jason. Her name wasn't Carrie, but... She, and she was telekinetic, and Carrie was telekinetic. They just basically said Carrie versus Jason. It's basically Carrie versus Jason. No, I was kind of looking up, just did a quick search on Wikipedia for all the official Jason films. I know there are some fan films that aren't part of official continuity. You were talking about those one time on, uh, on uh, whatchamacallit, uh, big streams. Big screens and TV streams. Yeah, I reviewed some of the fan films they released uh, With last With the Tommy year. Jarvis storyline. Yeah, but... Uh, as far as official films, it, does this sound right? The last official film that released was just Friday the 13th in 2009. Uh, directed yeah, and, by and Mar- that was such a flop that they said they would never make another one. So. It's the same with the, with the new Freddy with Jackie Earl Haley. Um, they said the only person who can play Freddy is uh, Robert England. And the, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street and the, the remake was just a total flop and... So, so I guess it's been almost 15 years since an official uh, Jason movie. Are you going through withdrawals? Not really. I used to love Jason when I was a little kid. Uh, I, I don't like Jason as much anymore. I like the more verbal uh, killers in these movies that use humor, like Chucky or Freddy. Yeah, people want to look up those uh, fan films. Uh, there, there's three of them. Uh, Never Hike Alone, and Never Hike Alone 2, and then like Never Hike in the Winter. They're all available for free to watch on YouTube. And they use Jason in there, but they don't have ads or anything since they're fan films. They don't charge anything to watch them. So they're all, and they're all super short, and they're on YouTube. Okay. But, uh, well, do you want to jump into weird stats or yeah, anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, uh, right. There's a 12 body count, two coitus cuddles, three breast count, two exploding Jasons, Three demon worms, one disemboweled hearts, or disembodied hearts, uh, death jitsu, mortuary tool to the head, one, one stab with some other tool, one, one death by fence post, one death by, I think that says door, one death by thrown knife, one body dismembering, one punch of death, two hand better than one broken, Weird scenes. Coroner eats Jason's heart. Um, sheriff, sheriff is possessed. J, 
Jessica's boyfriend finds a book that looks like the Necronomicon. I, I didn't even remember. I realized I put that in there. One share of body disintegration. And that's about all for those stats. Sounds like a regular run-of-the-mill for another Jason film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, As far yeah. as, like, fun, interesting uh, oddball uh, uh, kills and whatnot. It is. It's, it's, it's a decent movie. Have you played any of the Friday the 13th games over the years? No, I, no. I, had a, I, I knew a guy when I was in college who would play. Uh, he played the uh, Friday the 13th game. I know they had an original Friday the 13th game out either for Atari or... Uh, Nintendo. Yeah, original Nintendo, and it's actually a really interesting game to go back to and visit. Where it's like I, th- I believe it's like a four-player game, and you're trying to keep all these camp counselors alive, and Jason's constantly stalking you. And yeah, it's it's a trip. And, and I know there's a newer game in the last several years that's on, I believe, Xbox, PS4. That's the one I'm talking about. Where my the peer p- person I know played. And it's actually a, it's like a nice take on, uh, I believe, uh, uh, one of those kind of one versus four survival games where one player controls Jason and everyone's playing online together and everyone else is trying to survive Jason. And you, can, you can't even kill him. You can kind of trip him up and stall him, but you're just trying to escape. Wasn't Jason a playable character in Mortal Kombat? I, I believe in one Mortal of the more Kombat. recent Mortal Kombat games, like Eleven or Mortal Kombat 1, he was a selectable character. Maybe Mortal Kombat X, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that game's called Friday the 13th, the game. It looks like a really good game. I've, I've read a lot of I've coverage on it. I've heard it's good. It. I've heard yeah. it's good. Uh, like, the, like, before we go here, the, the 8-bit stuff, like on the original Nintendo, that's actually coming back. There's a lot of 8-bit uh, stuff coming back, like the, the Scottish pirate metal band uh, Ailstorm uh, had made an 8-bit record where it's just 8-bit music. Yeah, I have some 8-bit music uh, soundtracks. They're, they're good nostalgia throwbacks. Um, Icky, I forgot, you, do, do you have any uh, box office and Rotten Tomato numbers to go over? Uh, budget was $3 million. The box office was $15.9 million. Um, positive critics' reviews was 15%. Percentage of Rotten Tomato user approval, 24%. So it doesn't seem, at least among critics and users, that it's not ranked that high, but you disagree. I disagree. I think this is a, a st- steady movie. Well, I definitely, I only saw like a five minute kind of like recap online. So I definitely, after hearing what you have to say and from that, what I saw read up, it sounds like one I really want to track down now. Okay. Well, you ready to hit the executive ad and wrap it up? Yes, I am. All right, there we go. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight for talking about Jason Goes to Hell and some other stuff. Uh, next week, we'll, we will be doing the film Pumpkinhead. Uh, send us home, Mickey. All right. Stay weird, Grand Forks. <laughs>